Alright, we're shaking bacon. We're back here with another book club numero five. <laughs> um, and uh, in this one, we're talking about indicator nymphing versus euro nymphing. Kind of the best time to use each, kind of the pros and cons of both. And just breaking down that kind of stuff when I personally use each. And, and yeah. The biggest thing for me is, you know, I see Euronymphing versus Indicator Nymphing. Euronymphing tends to be, in my opinion, a much more versatile approach to nymphing just because it can be used across all different water types in, successfully, in my opinion, whereas Indicator Nymphing is, is typically limited to kind of uh, deeper, slower pools uh, and stuff like that, deeper runs, featureless water and, and stuff like that. Euronymphing... The first major benefit for your nymphing is your strike detection. And, you know, kind of, for those of you that aren't familiar with your nymphing, you're essentially dragging an anchor across the bottom, in a sense, or allowing an anchor to drift in the current. Uh, that's how I can break it down in the most simplest form for you to kind of understand through this podcast. But because your line is straight and because you're in, your, your line is typically thinner, you have a long leader and everything is in a straight line, your flies to your rod tip, your rod to your hand, everything is straight. And so because of that, you're in direct contact with your nymphs at all times during the drift, you know, as long as you're maintaining proper tension and, you know, uh, adjusting for slack and stuff like that, you know, obviously there's a lot more to it than just that, but, um, you're typically in direct contact with your flies and this, this, means that when a fish takes your fly you're able to register that take much more effectively and much more quickly than you would with an indicator and that's because like i said everything's in a straight line uh typically when you're indicator fishing um and even when you're urinifying there's there's pivots in your line and so like if you're fishing split shot above a nymph you know that's a pivot and your line actually has to go straight before it registers on that cider or on that indicator whichever method that you're using and with um with the euro nymphing technique you know you don't have as many pivots you don't have as much slack lines so you're able to see that take or even feel it a lot of the times a lot quicker than you would if you had an indicator and of course if you can see a take if you see more takes, you're going to catch more fish. If you're able to identify takes quicker, you're going to hook. You're going to keep fish on that you hook, uh, and, and not lose as many fish too. Uh, and also with euro nymphing, because of the way it's set up, you kind of have that colored piece of line above your nymphs. Uh, your depth is really easy to adjust. Uh, with an indicator system, you have to kind of move your your bobber or your dry fly or whatever you're using, you know, up or down to adjust your depth. And when you're adjusting depth, you're nymphing. The only thing you, that you really need to do is kind of adjust how high you're holding that cider off the water. And, you know, obviously, uh, the amount of tippet below your cider matters too. However, uh, if depending on the color of your cider, you can actually, and the thickness of your cider, you can actually let that cider go right into the water to fish deeper holes if you have to. Uh, so it's a much more versatile method. You don't have to kind of pull your whole rig in and change your depth. You can just drop your rod tip or let out a little bit more line fish uh, to fish deeper or even to fish shallower, you know. And uh, to fish shallow water uh, with an indicator is not super effective just because you typically require a lot of line below your indicator to get to depth, a lot of weight. Uh, and in especially fast shallow water, you're, 
either your indicators are going to pull your flies before they ever reach the bottom or um, your fly or your indicator is going to be in slow water and hold your flies back that are drifting so you get a less natural drift in that in that slow water with an indicator method than you do with a urinific method and also you know the diversity with a uh, urinifying, like I mentioned, you can go from those shallow riffles to those deep pools based on, you know, it's easier to change depth with that urinifying method. Um, however, when it comes to those deep pools, kind of those more consistent runs, uh, more consistent depths, this is where I think the indicator nymphing really shines through and where I've really enjoyed getting better at suspension nymphing myself uh, for these types of situations. And that's because kind of in, in featureless water or deep pools, a lot of the times it's hard when you're urinifying to keep that rod completely steady uh, and you can kind of bounce your flies up and down, kind of make unnatural drifts. Now, sometimes that's beneficial. Sometimes you can induce takes by doing that stuff. However, in featureless water where it's not really, you don't have a lot of specific targets that you're throwing at, it can kind of become time consuming to your own that and not necessarily beneficial. And with that indicator rig or suspension rig, you can make longer casts with that float suspending your rig while you're, while you're a little less, I mean, while you're a little bit more susceptible to missing strikes, you're also covering more water with each drift. And so when you're searching for fish kind of in those featureless sections and those long sections, those deep runs, you know, this can often be the best way to do it. Uh, plus, if you really need to get down, indicator, you know, hold that indicator and mending kind of really drives your flies deep in those situations. Um, where if you're you're nymphing, it may not be uh, easy to one cast those nymphs that are heavy enough to get down, uh, or two, um, you know, kind of when we're dealing with competition regulations, kind of bead size comes into play, uh, and it's really hard to sink those nymphs to that depth or even sink them too far. Uh, like I said, if you're fishing something shallow and uh, you don't want to hit the bottom right away, then it's a perfect time to fish a, a urinifying rig. And the other thing when it comes to diversity of urinifying rigs is that you can actually fish suspension rigs on a urinifying leader. Uh, obviously, that's still not urinifying. However, you can chop that uh, top dropper nymph off if you're fishing a two-fly system and put a dry fly on there and go right from urinifying to dry fly without, you know, changing your rig or, uh, you know, taking off the indicator or drastically making changes to every to your system. So it's just a little bit more cost effective when it comes to time. Plus there's the benefits, you know, of the strike detection of the ability to change depth so quickly. And um, I think you'll find as you learn how to urinif and suspension nymph more obviously with anything the more practice you do with it the better you're going to get whether that's suspension nymphing or urinifying um, but i think if you take time to learn how to euronymph and i think the next book club is talking kind of about euronymphing tips and stuff like that and i i would like to make a, a, a how-to urinifying video on the youtube channel and stuff like that um, but as you learn and develop your urinifying skills, I think that a lot of folks will find out that this is a far superior way to fish than any other method out there. And I think it's definitely worth your time learning that skill. Um, I think it's also important to learn, you know, for me, you know, I urinifed for a long time and never really developed my indicator nymphing skills. And that's something that I spent a lot of time on this past summer uh, learning, and I'm still definitely improving on it. There's a lot of room for improvement, however, 
it's been very beneficial, especially fishing some big western rivers, to kind of get in tune with some of those suspension niffing uh, techniques. And, you know, I don't necessarily use an indicator. I often use a big drive fly as my indicator. I mean, it's still an indicator, but I, you know, following competition rules, it has to have a hook point. So, you know, like I fish like a big chubby Chernobyl, uh, and that's kind of my bob or my indicator. And, you know, use those sort of techniques, and it's definitely a skill that is needed in certain situations. So definitely learn it. Um, but I would recommend that you learn how to Euronymph too, just because it is so diverse. And uh, I do believe in general it's a superior method than indicator nymphing. However, that's definitely open for debate. And like I said, there's a time and place for both. So uh, I hope this was beneficial. I hope uh, I inspired a few people to Euronymph. I also hope I inspired a few Euronymphers to learn how to indicator nymph if you don't know how to. So there's definitely advantages to both. So if you did find this enjoyable and you have enjoyed the book club series please follow the podcast like the episode uh, all that stuff leave a comment let me know which is your favorite how you like to fish maybe you just like to throw dry flies all the time and this indicator and your own stuff is stupid <laughs> but let me know in the comments and uh, i'd be happy to get back to you so uh, i do hope you guys enjoy that is going to do it for this episode and we will see you in then i mean you will hear me in the next one because this is a podcast